Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate and support parents from the early years and beyond. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I am 42 and I have two sons, Alexandre and Nathan, making me a busy mommy of two under two. Today we're talking about the how to be fully present with my child. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, I'm Heather Fox and I'm the co-host of Parent Talk. I am 41 years old and I have a son named Hudson and he's a year and a half. And I'm very excited to tell all our listeners something that I've been keeping a secret for a little bit and that is that I am pregnant with baby number two. Hudson is going to be a big brother. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. So yeah, we're due in March. So very exciting. (laughs) Well, that's fun. Another one, right? (laughs) I'm Constance Callow, and I don't dare begin with starting to tell you how old I am. (laughs) Uh, I actually find it hard to talk about myself, but I will. And um, why am I here? I've had a long career in many respects, but all in the service area as I've always tried to ignite within people the awareness of their inner inestimable worth. Whether I was a high school teacher, a teacher at Vancouver Community College, a department head, a management consultant, a publisher, which I still am, and also uh, a meditation teacher in what I call inner body meditation, which was first taught to me by Eckhart Tolle. And I've had subsequent teachers over the last 22 years, but through print, not through person. And I feel that teaching inner body meditation is the best way I can be of service at this time. Not to say that Namaste Publishing isn't going along and running and all of that, but I really felt the need to augment what I could put out into the world through offering what I feel is the most powerful way to ignite the consciousness within the individual and therefore within the collective whole, which is so direly needed at this time of chaos, uh, rapid change, uncertainty, which breeds a lot of fear. And that has to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Constance. And thank you, Heather, for being here today. Uh, Constance, how do you define being a present parent? Well, I'll start with a little story here. It's a little spiritual story. I don't know when I first came across it. I think it's a good introduction to what else I have to share. There is a man who is outside under a lamplight searching furiously for something. He's just so aggressive in his search and crawling and looking and turning and 
just intense. He needs to find something. And a passerby comes along and says, Oh, my goodness, what are you looking for? It must be very important. And the man under the lamppost said, Oh, it is. I've lost the key to my house. Ah, oh, that is important. Do you remember where you last had it? He said, Yes, in the house. And so the passerby said, well, why aren't you looking in there? And he said, oh, yes. He gets up from his knees, goes into the house, and turns on the light. And there on the table is his key. So archetypally, a home symbolizes your body yourself. And so he was searching for himself outside under a lamppost when all he had to do was go inside himself where he would find the key, the key to open to who you truly are. And the way we do that is by not putting the emphasis on who we think we are by our five senses, but by going inward. If we look at the world, and so many of us are fixated on the physical, on what our five outward senses see, that we don't give attention where we should be giving it, and that is within ourselves. And to give attention to your inward being, you have to be present in the now. One fellow came up to me, and he had been at a weekend workshop. And it was about kind of emotional catharsis and so forth. And he said, and I went up to the instructor after, and I said, I, I don't know how to be in the now. And the instructor said, just be here now. And he said, but I don't know the how of now. So... That is critically important because if we don't know how to go inward and find the stillness within ourselves, which opens to everything of awareness, self-awareness, spiritual awareness, uh, creativity, and so forth, we won't be able to enter that inner body where all the kingdom is. We've heard the kingdom is within, the kingdom is within. Look within, know thyself. How can you do that if you're not in the present moment? So there are portals or gateways into being in the present moment. The PowerPoint of all relationships, 
of all creativity is the present moment. So one of the portals is the breath. That's why so many forms of meditation emphasize the importance of the breath. When we take our first breath, we are alive. The body is animated. We breathe constantly, but most of the time, unconsciously. We're not aware of our breath. So, a simple portal, and the one I would recommend beginning with, is watching your breath, being conscious of it, stopping a few times, and more if you can, each day, to be aware of the breath, the intake, the out-breath, the stillness at the end of the outbreath. Keep breathing. Be the witness of your breath. Notice how when you take an inhale, the air is cooler than when you exhale. Notice that at the end of the exhale, There is a pause of stillness. Stillness. The nature of our very being has been built into us through our breath. The next thing to be aware of is silence. If you are aware of silence, you are fully present. You are in this moment. And underneath all the noise of this world, and I don't know if there has been a generation that has experienced more noise than we are at this time, underneath all that noise is stillness. And when you become aware of that stillness, that silence, you're present. When you're with your child and you forget about the TV noise and the banging and everything and notice the silence underneath everything, underneath the world drama, and so forth, you're present. Silence is the natural segue into stillness. Stillness, some people have said, is the language God speaks. It is a felt state. It is a PowerPoint of consciousness. Most of meditations or forms of meditation aim to bring you into a state of stillness. And we're not talking about a boring stillness, 
but an alive, alert stillness. And what I like to kind of give as an analogy is if you look at a a fan, just a desktop fan, and it starts going and going and going and going, and it goes so rapidly at one point that there's a disc, and then you can't even see the disc. It's absolutely still. So the higher we get, or I shouldn't say I don't like higher because I'm telling you to go inward, is the deeper we get within our true selves, the more still we will be. And that stillness is a high alertness of a very refined vibration of consciousness. Consciousness is everything. Everything that we see in form and non-form is made of consciousness. So as we get still, we are entering a field of a high vibration of consciousness. And when we are still, we are in the present moment. Another portal or gateway into the now is the inner body. What is that? There are very few meditations or forms of meditation that I feel dwell on the importance of this portal. Eckhart Tolle, Barry Long, and so forth, they have realized the importance of going within the body in the present moment and igniting the consciousness within it. We're all in the field of complete consciousness. And yet, within our bodies, we hold all of consciousness. And we can access it if we are guided as to how to do that. So the inner body is really the higher field of your being within this vehicle we call the body. The body, it's a form. It is part of consciousness, absolutely, just like the desk in front of me, just like Heather sitting beside me, my telephone. All those forms are different levels of vibration. And the heavier the form, the denser the vibration. So a rock would have a denser vibration than a flower, for example. But within our bodies, and we know this now through science, through proven modern science, where the mystical has come together with the science in oneness to recognize that through the study of holography, it's possible to hold within the little, the wholeness. You've heard the analogy of within a drop of water in the ocean is the whole ocean. And that is true. So, 
inner body is really going in and experiencing, experiencing the animating life force within. We only know something once we have truly experienced it. You've heard of people saying, you know, that you can't know what an orange is. People can describe it, tell you what it tastes like, say it's round, tell you what the color is. But until you hold it in your hand, feel it, see the color, peel it and eat it, you do not know what an orange is. You just know hypothetically or in your thinking mind what an orange is. But you haven't experienced it, so you truly do not know. So I tell my students, it's only what we have experienced that is real for us and transformational for us. So to go into the inner body means to put your attention into the body. How often have we done that? We complain about our hair, we complain about weight, we do all of this stuff, and yet we don't go in and ignite, value, appreciate, and live from our closer and more true essence, the inner body. So if you're sitting down now, I'd like you to just rest both your hands on your knees, close your eyes, and how do you know your right hand is there? Can't you sense that inner animating life force? It's there. But just like when I've asked people, look around the room, what do you see, what do you see? And then um, I say, after how many said space? And in a group of 400, only one person put up their hand. And it was the most obvious thing, space. And yet we missed it. It took up more room than any of the objects. And yet... We missed it. And I really think when I got this golden piece of puzzle from Eckhart Tolle, it made everything fall into place. The piece that was missing was inhabiting and living from the inner body. You can ignite the whole body And you can continue to ignite the energy, the consciousness, the consciousness within your own body simply by giving it attention. Attention is focused consciousness which changes everything into itself. So that's kind of the basis of inner body meditation. We can go into a little more of it later. But um, the final portal is acceptance. When you are in full acceptance of what is, you're in the present moment. So those are the portals. And the 
need to be in your awareness and to use them so that you can truly find the key to who you are. And that is non-physical. It's formless. It's changeless. And it's eternal. I'm all relaxed now. It's like having a full... On meditation, I had my eyes closed, not even looking at my computer. Thank you for this. This is great. What is inner body meditation and why do you focus your teaching specifically on this form of meditation? Well, I think I've answered part of that already. Um, I do it because I think at this time we need to wake up and uh, not repeat what other generations have um, experienced, have done in the area of unconscious inhumanity to man. And so there is this kind of feeling of a compulsion to share this with others at this time because it is such a quick way to raise your consciousness, and to know who you truly are. Dr. Shivali Sabari talks about, um, you know, the real issues of parenting, the physical issues and all of that. She talks about having to deal with your shadow side, with uh, being honest uh, and observing yourself and not judging your child you know, from your own conditioning and so forth. And she also says to be a conscious parent, you have to know who you truly are. And you can only do that through meditation. And every form of meditation is valuable, every form. And all you have to do is go to Dr. Google, and he will, li he will list off all of the benefits, and now they're scientifically proved. It's just in my experience, and having practiced inner body meditation for over 20 years, I feel it is um, not well known, and therefore not widely practiced, and yet it is the most powerful form of meditation for a quick way to become more conscious of who you truly are. And when you are aware of your true self, which is beyond form and time, you come from that higher place of love and compassion, non-judgment, Um, discernment, and so forth. So I always say, yeah, a conscious business leader, a conscious lawyer, a conscious parent. Well, you have to be conscious first in order to be that. And you are not the labels that are on you. And most of those labels are the roles we play. Mother, wife, neighbor, grandmother, meditation teacher, publisher, uh, and it goes on and on. So my body's covered with all of these different roles I play. Come and take all those stickies off. 
I am not the roles I play. I am what I bring to the roles I play. So we can be parents, we can be grandparents, we can be teachers, but if we know who we truly are, we're not stuck within those labels. And who we truly are just flows out from whatever we are doing, whatever role we are playing. So it could be a conscious parent, a conscious, well, I don't know if there's a conscious dog. Maybe they're more conscious than we are. (laughs) Sometimes I think so. Um, parents are told the importance of being present with their child. What does that mean and how does one come from presence? Okay, this is really important because maybe you're gifted and have always been living in the now and coming from the conscious being that you are which is love, which is truth, which is compassion, which is everything of the light. But if you haven't, then to learn how to inhabit the inner body, and that's what I do in inner body meditation, I take you through a process of awakening, awakening. It's always been there, the consciousness within the body, quickly awakening it, So it's a quick way to become conscious. So when I talk of presence, to be present with your child or with anyone or in any situation, what you do is you hold to the inner consciousness in the body and it's a felt experience. While being present without. And so as you bring that consciousness from within you to whomever you're with, wherever you are, you are present. And your child knows that. And that's why, you know, Dr. Shafali says, give your child full attention. Because, as I mentioned, when you give full attention... You are in the present moment, and your child picks that up. I have a funny story to tell on that account. My uh, grandson, Emmett, he needs a lot of attention and uh, acts out, you know, to get it. He's growing out of that phase, thank God. (laughs) How old is he? He's 10. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> my daughter lives in Naramata along the wine bench, and so we were out and we were visiting a winery, and, and the children couldn't go in, so I was a bit concerned, and I went out, and he was on the grass playing with his device, um, and that probably is half of the explanation. <laughs> and I said, oh, Emmett, um, how are you doing? Do you want me to stay out here with you? And he said, no, no. I've had enough attention for the day. That's funny. So it's not, you know, the quantity of time. It's the quality Quality. of time. And if you're really not present, your child does not know that you see them. And they may feel invisible, regardless of how much time you spend with them. 
So we're having a short interview and it's uh, impossible for me to kind of give you the full load at this time. <laughs> so I hope I've given you a taste of honey anyway, and that you pursue investigation into um, how to ignite the consciousness within the body to come from presence. When you're in the body, I'm in the body right now, and after a while, you'd, after you've been taught by a live teacher, especially in a sangha, you don't need techniques. You inhabit the body. It becomes a way of life. It becomes a way of being, and you become a blessing on the planet wherever you are. That's beautiful. Constance, you see uh, parents need to manage their pain body in order to fall into unconscious, destructive behavior with their children. First of all, what is the pain body? And what are your suggestions to how we can manage our pain body? Okay. Um, the pain body, and everyone has a pain body, is negative, repressed emotion that is like an energy field within the body. Everything is energy. So even when you're in the womb, you pick up noises or hear your parents argue or something, and you know, you, you just do not feel comfortable with that energy. And you don't know what to do, so you hold it within the body. When you're a child and nonverbal, you can't even express how you feel. So you hold it within the body. We all have a pain body. And uh, it is basically a psychic parasite of energy within the body that gets ignited when it's triggered because it's an energy field of pain that needs to feed on pain in order to survive. So if you meet someone and suddenly, you know, you get into a discussion and you have an overreaction, something's triggered and you get angry and you use uh, aggressive words or something, that's an indication that your pain body has been triggered. So, also, if we have unresolved emotions around fear, anger, grief, that we haven't fully expressed, we've repressed those as adults. And that forms part of the pain body. So when the pain body is hungry, it, it, I mean, I look at it as an entity, an uh, energetic entity, that when it is hungry, it will use any excuse to be triggered so that it can feed on more pain through you. And then after you say, oh my God, I didn't mean that. Oh, I did that. I said that. You can't believe it. It wasn't you. It was the pain body working through you. And we've heard, you know, um, criminals say, I, 
I was beside myself. I couldn't have done that. In truth, if they were fully conscious and they weren't taken over by the pain body, they wouldn't have done what they did. So there's a lot to talk about in terms of the pain body and how it can be triggered. If you're alone, uh, often it's just through your thoughts. Thoughts will come in and they'll be painful and you'll feel resentment and anger. And it may last for 10 minutes, two hours, two days, this kind of heavy, uh, uncomfortable mood, and then it dissipates and goes. What was that all about? It was the pain body. So in order to deal with the pain body, firstly, you have to recognize you have one. Next, you have to be very aware as to when it is triggered. And if as soon as you are aware, oh, that's the pain body, you're already breaking your connection with it. You're not strengthening it. As you continue dealing with the pain body, you may catch yourself in the middle of an argument and stop and say, oh, it's a pain body, and laugh. If you are in stillness, the pain body cannot arise. If you come from presence when the pain body does arise and you hold that uncomfortable feeling and you hold it and you hold it as if you're holding a baby and you cannot let it drop, you feel that uncomfortable feeling, but you do not go into your thinking mind. You feel it. You do not think about it. If it goes into your mind, it's going to keep going and going and going and going. So you hold it with presence. That's the importance of coming from the inner energy body and holding that pain body. And there's nothing more powerful than your presence. And when you hold the pain body in the field of your own presence and not go into the thinking mind, it will dissolve. Not all of it. It'll be piece by piece. It'll keep coming up, keep challenging you. Um, It's an aspect of the ego, but, uh, and we know the machinations of the ego. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Just when you think, okay, I have a dent, get, get out of here, comes in the back door, right? Um, Somebody said the ego doesn't leave until the body has been declared officially dead 10 minutes. (laughs) 10 minutes? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So again, it's a practice and it takes discipline, but that awareness. And we punish ourselves so much and yet that negative emotional imprinting that frozen energy within the body is not something that we chose. It's something, though, that we have to deal with. Um, It's probably next to the ego, the biggest impediment to be fully conscious and present, and some people call it awake. I don't know. Um, That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Constance, you have a very unique and exciting event coming up on November 17, where you will be speaking along with Dr. Shefali. Can you tell us a little bit about that event? 
Well, Dr. Shafali uh, is an expert on conscious parenting, on um, why disciplining your child doesn't work, about the community of family and how to become a conscious family. I do want to say that in terms of meditation, it's so powerful that if 1% of the population in the world meditated, this world would be transformed easily, effortlessly into a harmonious community, worldwide community. So if one person in a family meditates, look how you're going to affect your family. And I hear this from so many people. You know, they go back and they meditate and they either let their family know or their wife know or husband know that they're going to be practicing meditation uh, and they just witness the changes around them. So as you meditate, you become more of who you truly are. And that is the magnificent spiritual being. I have to use the word because that's what I mean. Spiritual being you are. And you, your field around you will affect other people in a very harmonious, positive way. So anyway, um, I'm getting off track again, but that is my want. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so um, on November 17th in North Vancouver, um, Dr. Shafali and myself will be holding a, a one-day workshop on how to be a conscious parent. So we're bringing together the techniques and the knowledge, the skill of wonderful Dr. Shafali, and we're going to augment it with how to become conscious. So we're putting the two ends together, and Shafali speaks of this but doesn't go into it in depth. So this is a pioneering event. Uh, it's the first time we have done this together. I'm very excited. She makes me laugh a lot. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing as many of you as you can uh, attend. It's um, You can go to www.meditatevancouver.com and tickets are available there. Also, if you want to find out more about the books that Namaste Publishing has put out, including Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, A New Earth, um, Michael Brown's The Present Process, and so forth, go to our website, www.namastepublishing.com, and there's much, much more information on inner body meditation on the site, www.namastepublishing.com innerbodymeditation.com and if you want to contact me directly it's just Constance at Constance at um, thank you for allowing me to um, share with you tonight uh, I feel incomplete because I haven't given you everything I wanted to give but uh, it's hard it's <laughs> under an hour it's hard right uh, that's it yeah so you've got part of the load and I, I hope it's a taste of honey and I hope you investigate if you are moved to do so allow your inner being to direct 
ER steps and investigations and practices. Um, I always end my teachings with a prayer. So wherever you are, can you repeat after me? And if it's appropriate, um, speak this out loud. May we be at peace. May we be at peace. peace. May our hearts remain open. May our hearts remain open. May we awaken to the light of our own true nature. May we awaken awaken to the light light of our our own true nature. nature. May we be healed. May May we be healed. May we be a source of healing for all beings. May we be a source of healing for all beings. Namaste. Namaste. That's great. We can find Constance on our um, website at parenttalk.ca. I think, Heather, it's time for a conversation card. Can you please pick one, open the envelope, and read it to us, please? I know, something (laughs) different here. (laughs) It was like I was doing an interview with somebody, and I didn't know there was a psychic alongside. So the second part of the interview was this psychic. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Giving me feedback on what I said. That's amazing. Okay. So that was a surprise. So this is two. What is it, a question? It's a question that we're all going to answer. Okay. If you could master one instrument, what would you choose? The piano, because it is so versatile. Yeah, and actually for myself, it's piano as well. I tried, I tried to try, but I did play the piano as a child. I had trouble with reading music, but I could, I could play it by mm. ear a lot. And I wish I kind of explored it further, but of course, as a child, you don't want to practice, right? <laughs> it's always that thing. So yeah, I wish I could master the piano as well. I love mm. it. Yeah. Mm. I own a guitar that is in my closet. It's been in there for quite a long time. <laughs> I would love to be able to play more often and get to... Uh, I'm not that great with it. That's that's the truth. And um, maybe, I don't know if I have to limit myself to one instrument. I do like the piano. My cousin, uh, Chantal Le Tourneau, is a beautiful and amazing piano player. She used to uh, tell us stories when we were young, and she would um, tell the stories with the piano. So oh, wow. the mm. little mini keys, the little light yeah. keys, would tee, 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 yeah. was the mm. mouse coming, and then there was the oh, big wolf. So cool. And that was magical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would love to be able to play and to bring that magic to my children. But you know what? I would like to play every instrument. Yeah. Some people are so... They're so good going from one thing to the other. I would yeah. like to have that magic and be able to be uh, to play everything. Yeah. <laughs> I've said to uh, my colleagues today, why don't we have a, a positive, joyful, upbeat, hopeful song for our times? You know, where's the joy? Where was, you know, there was the era where we are the children, you know, we are the ones to make a better day. So, so where's our song for our time? So we're putting that out as a challenge to you. There we go. (laughs) And that should be a surprise for you. It's true. We need a new song. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Constance, and I want to thank you, Heather, for um, taking the time to be here and for your contribution into other parents' life, helping us be the best parents we can be. For our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. 
You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. Or you can subscribe directly to this podcast on our website so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. Please take a minute to review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know what you think. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.